I'm excited to announce our upcoming 2023 Banking with Life client-only event. It's going to happen in mid-October of 2023. It's going to happen downtown Fort Worth, Texas. Our whole team will be there. The team has been working very hard to make this an event that's not to be missed. I'll be there, have an opportunity to meet me, have an opportunity to meet the team. I'm going to be speaking. We'll have other guest speakers, and you'll have the opportunity to meet a room full of like-minded people. Think about that. A room full of people that are practicing becoming their own banker. They are practicing the infinite banking concept. You'll have the opportunity to meet with them and share with them. You got to be somewhere. You might as well be there. In this episode, my friends Matt and Morgan fly in from Georgia, and they sit down with me to share with us their experience with the infinite banking concept over the last 12 months. And we kind of get into the discipline that's required to practice becoming your own banker and the rewards that follow. We had a good time, and I hope you enjoy listening. Thank you. I long-handed out a, a real estate deal after about two years. I bought a property. My wife and I bought a property. Um, we financed the down payment through a policy loan, and then we financed the remodeling through a policy nice. loan. I didn't have enough capital. It was all deployed, you know. It was all I had a, over ninety percent of the cash values collateralized at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, <clears throat> and I get I get this note, and I'll do I'll do it sometime when I'll put everything I've done that I can recall whenever I write a book. But this was a and a longtime banker, you know. I mean, this guy that was my banker at that time, he was a teller when my dad. I mean, he was a teller at the bank my dad banked at years. I knew him for years, and he was a yes man, not a yes man in a bad way. But he would, if you ask him, you tell him, man, I need some money on this. What I'm doing, he would. Well, let's figure out how to make it happen. Right. You know that kind of guy. Everybody should have that kind of guy. Anyway, this particular. Note was a 15 year amortized note with a balloon payment, right? It was six, six, eight, five, or whatever it was. And I paid it for a couple of years, you know, and, and you know, remodeled it. And the office, I mean, it looked, everything was great. And, and I just long handed it out, you know, because I was tired of paying payments. You know, you have lines of credit, you mm-hmm. know, notes, mortgages, whatever it is. And, you know, I got tired of managing how many payments that I had to keep up with other people. And and because I'm not, you know, overly tech, you know, I mean, you know, you have 10 or 15 notes going, it's like, you can miss a payment. That's easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Make a late payment. Absolutely. I got tired of all that and penciled it through it. And man, I paid that note off the, the next in short order within the next two weeks. And it's like, Oh my gosh. But that was somewhere along, um, that was about that was somewhere along that four year period you know somewhere in there where I after that I quit I quit penciling you know I just pay premium take advantage of opportunities finance everything that makes sense to finance yeah and don't care don't care what the credit score is don't care what the interest rates are how cool is that don't care what the dividend is what's that like it's pretty cool it's like I don't care I have to you know what's your credit score I don't know why you know it's like somebody's gonna grade me judge me on some numbers you know I get it they're grading you know your sure. history and financial acumen and all that stuff but it's like it's a whole different uh, way to live yeah absolutely um, it requires discipline you know you, you don't just become your own banker overnight no it's it's a process and, and if you haven't laid up capital somewhere then you have no capital to lend to be a banker you're just chasing a dream if yeah. you if you don't go through the discipline of capitalizing your system the capitalization phase then you're not that, I mean that's kind of well, what separates a bank from from just the individual well a bank has capital to lend you know aside from the whole fractional reserve thing we know that that's so important I mean, that's huge. I mean, you just said that off the cuff. That's huge. And, it, but, you know, the capital uh, stock of a bank is money. You know, it's capital. That's yep. what they deal in, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have it, you can't become your own banker, right? You can become your own banker through borrowed money, but that's not really controlling the banking functions. Mm-hmm. And, and that really speaks to 
kind of, and I don't want to continually call out the noise. I'd rather just shine the light. But the the really well put together presentations that show high cash values. Now, any all you got to do is put all this money in here, whether you go borrow or whatever, and then. Um, you know, go do this real estate deal or whatever. There's no discipline in that. Right. You know, to, to do everything overnight, there's no discipline in that where you systematically have to set aside capital, i.e. pay a premium. Right. And by all means, jump on every day and watch it grow. I mean, who doesn't want to see their wealth grow? Who doesn't want to see themselves get better, you know? But you can't jump over the discipline. The pre- these policies are made for premiums to be paid. That's where the solution is, is in the premium. Yep. And I'm not saying that just because I'm an insurance agent and they get paid commissions. You know, I'm a husband, a father, a brother, an uncle, investment advisor. Yeah. I'm a lot of things besides, or in addition to um, a life insurance agent. And I'm just saying it's like, oh my gosh, you cannot shortcut the discipline. You can't. And then if you practice discipline, I don't know how long it takes to get a, a white belt, and I sure don't know how long it takes to get two, but it's showing up every day, sweating. That's it. Know, eight years for me. Took you eight, eight years. Eight years? Eight that, years. Uh, is that normal? That's, I mean, I that's, yeah, that's, well, I mean, there's schools out there that give you your certificate, if, you know, if you pay for it, but oh, if yeah. you're really earning it. No, we're talking about discipline. You're disciplined. We're, we're talking about I, earning it and paying for it through the discipline. You can't really get anywhere of proficiency without probably at least five years of yeah. intense work you know i mean there's always the outliers out there but in general yeah you need to put in at least five years eight years um you know it's interesting it kind of lines up with some similar capitalization phases there's just all kinds of you know and talking about timelines too tying that back you know nelson did all this real estate stuff and he wrote a little bit about it and building or yeah, building a warehouse of wealth, but mm-hmm. he talked more about it and then he wrote about it. But, you know, but in becoming your own banker, it took him 14 years to get rid of what he called the snakes and the dragons, all the lenders, the third party lenders. Right. And he had been paying premium uh, for 60 something years. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, that's. Yeah. Let's see, he was born in 31, so this is in 1980, so that's 50 years. And so he'd been paying good premium for 40 years. Yeah. Right? And and not to beat anybody up with numbers, but, you know, and, and I'm telling you the story. His story is in the book, and there's not a podcast. There's not an episode. There's not a writing. There's not another book that takes place of this book, Becoming Your Own Banker. So I'm not... You know, I haven't seen it. And I've spent over thirty grand buying a bunch of books. Right. I'm just telling you guys, <laughs> save your money, right? Save. Just go straight to the I'm, source. I'm right? trying to help you guys by saying <laughs> that. This is a twenty nine thousand nine hundred eighty dollars. That's why my wife been praying so much. She's seeing so much of our money go out the door. Everybody like, listens to Hey, you should have paid premium. God help Matt. Help Matt find it. So please stop buying books. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just. Yeah, eighteen thousand in premium is what Nelson was paying in nineteen eighty. Can you believe what he went through? How many people he if he told them that back in his day? Yeah, like that he was crazy. Man, you're crazy for doing that. You're crazy. Thank you, Nelson, for enduring all that so that we could be here today. Thank you, man. He was paying one hundred twenty three thousand in interest. Who do you know today that's paying one hundred twenty three thousand a year in interest? Who do you know is paying eighteen thousand a year? But wait, that was nineteen eighty. Wow! Gotta put the five factor on that, or at least the three factor. Yeah, right. We're talking some least, big numbers. At least, yeah. yeah. You know, and then can you imagine? So when he seen that in eighty, he started, you know, trying to teach people what he had discovered. Yeah. Can you imagine the pushback that he got when interest rates were going like crazy? Oh man! The four hundred one k was coming out in the late eighties. Yeah. You know, and then through the nineties, markets are going crazy. And he's talking about whole life insurance. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, thanks I, I for wanted, his endurance. Uh, yeah. Seriously. No, thank yeah. you for your not. Because, again, that's one of the things is, is if you cave to the naysayers, mm-hmm. the ones that are telling you, oh, you can't do that. You're crazy. If you actually cave to that, well, I'm sorry. I just believe the greatness is on the other side of you breaking through all that. No question. <clears throat> I mean, no it, question. it really is. You know, your dreams, your destiny, greatness is on the other side of pushing back. 
against mm-hmm. it. All the ones that say you can't or you're crazy or you're thinking outside the lines or you're, you know, that's not how you do it. By term, invest the difference. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, and then. Um, but they don't know what they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. And I did it. I didn't. I just got, you know, the God put that in me, maybe you know, just a spark of what is it that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that's ultimately you have to be on the quest for truth. You have to want to be on a true quest for wealth. And you have to be willing to think outside the box, outside of the conventional uh, way of doing things. Mm-hmm. You know, so Throw a healthy dose of discipline on there and some knowledge and you might win. Huh? You just might surprise yourself. It, that. It's true, though. The success is on the other side of the struggle. Mm-hmm. It's not in the box. It is not in the – it's outside the box. Correct. And it's outside your comfort zone, right? Absolutely, it's yeah. It's like got to get past that. It is, I tell – I say it all the time and practice it, you know, as much as I can, which is often. It's like you almost have to be comfortable, become comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's – it takes – It was uncomfortable. I was nervous. Yeah. I was nervous starting. Yeah. I've never paid that much premium in my life. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) And here you are a year later paying more premium. What are you thinking? (laughs) I know, right? What are you thinking? And, you know, for me, you know, I was a firefighter, EMT. I'm not not wealthy yet. I'm just like that. I'm, And I still don't consider myself wealthy, but um, I'm on the journey. And for me at that time, it was a lot to pay, you know, ten thousand a premium a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a lot for me. That was like, oh man, I don't care who you are. It's a lot of money. Yeah, and so for me, that was a a big jump. I was nervous. Yeah, and so, but I did, and I was like, okay, I, I feel like this is a stretch. I feel like it. You know, that's why I started out with the monthly premium. I was like, okay, I'm breaking my big goal down into small goals. Yeah. If I can just hit that, all right, no matter what. If I can just hit, you know, okay, five hundred a month. All right, I I can I can make five hundred a month work. You know, even if like even if I have to like, you know, go cut some grass, somebody's grass, or figure something out, I'll find it. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll go make the money happen. Mm-hmm. You know, to make that number meet. So that's a small goal. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was like, all right, I'm gonna do it. Was you nervous, Morgan, when he said, "Hey, I want to pay this much in premium"? Really? No, no. No, <laughs> Sorry, I've been talking I mean, so much, sweetie, and you haven't no, even. No, no, that's, yeah. I mean. Yeah. She's so sweet, y'all. <laughs> I mean, again, I didn't, you know, I was just really navigating this really with on my knees in prayer, you know, pretty much the whole time. I think it was, um, I think maybe I was a little nervous at first, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to figure out how the numbers were going to work. But I did also trust that he was passionate enough passionate enough about it at that point that I knew that he would make it work so I you know I had faith in him that you know okay this is something that he believes in and he had shared enough with me at that point I was on board even though I didn't still fully understand everything I knew that it was what we needed to do at that point so I think you know after he got the policy and then maybe the second or so phone call with you like I said when I felt like I had that knowing you know like God's mm-hmm. answering my prayer um yeah I mean I was I was at peace you know so and then when he actually started doing the um, videos for the NNI um where he was listening to Nelson so the first time I'm actually being introduced to Nelson because I had not read the book and so we're traveling a lot and he's watching Nelson and I mean I would just I just loved him. You know, we were just, like he said, we were both at that point just so sad that we didn't get to actually meet him in person, yeah. you know, because it's like, I love this guy. I mean, you just, mm. he was just special. And then actually, um, when we went to the think tank in February, I'm kind of jumping around, but okay. when we got to the think tank in February, I mean, I was just in tears the whole week. I mean, really? I know, I t- yes. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like I prayed this prayer asking, you know, the Lord to send a mentor, but it's like he sent, he always goes above and beyond. You know, if we're asking according to his will, you know, he always exceeds our expectations. And it's like he not only gave us, you know, a mentor, but there's this community of people 
the, it was what came to my mind was Gideon's army. I mean, was what Gideon's army? That was oh, kind of like yeah, the, yeah. that was what it felt like, you yeah. know, because it's this small group of the men, remnant. but always the, remnant. That's right. But the quality of men um, who love, who love, you know, it's it's more than just a community of men who are mature, mature, and you know. It's more about learning about economics or mm-hmm. um, life insurance. It's like these are people who are going to sharpen us, you know, morally. Um, yeah, in our faith, you know, it's just like God just yeah it. So at that point, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like I'm completely, you know, sold. Just yeah, you know, completely on board. Once you. St- that was we had that conversation just too. in awe at that point um the quality of you know there's different levels of you know of of agents out there guys a big big difference and in and i the ones that are actually um at the top you know doing this thing you know are very 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 sharp put together agents you know and there's and so um you know, again, I and we're just wonderful people, and just too. wonderful that's people. What, that's that are actually, is, that's the other thing. They're that's what's actually, so beautiful. They're actually not going to try to get a policy to you that you can't afford. Like these that's are not good, good for you. That's not a good situation for you. They're gonna, you know, um, they're gonna give you good advice, and they're gonna treat you like um, they treat family. And I, and that was, and I'm, you know, I was like, wow, man, this this community is really, you know, this feels like an underground financial movement of taking back. Anyway, I'm sorry. I won't go down the rabbit holes again. But no, great, great guys, great people. You know, and men and women. I mean, it's um, and they all have a lot of nice things to say about you, James. Thank you. Yes, yes, they do. Um, so where were we? You said something. I was going to say. I can't. I forgot. I'm sorry. But well, we should like prepare next time and have no church. Yeah, this was unscripted. I guess I was just I was just going with my my um journey of increasing confidence in you know what yeah. this is you know this is ushering in financial freedom yeah you know absolutely just yeah yeah and and again i love the death benefit i've heard a lot of people say it's not i don't care about the death benefit you like mm-hmm. I, i've said my share of that in the i know you have life. i know it, you know you're trying to convey you know, uh, help people just understand enough to wrap their mind around and get started yeah. and take a deeper look. Um, but then, you know, 7702 change is like shredded the death benefit, you know, uh, and it's a boon for the life insurance companies and all that, but especially in whole life. I, I'm just saying that the death benefit has its place. You can't buy life insurance any other way. You can't buy life insurance without a death benefit. Right. It has its place. Absolutely. And just like, you know, you said, well, you know that that's your goal. And with a mutual company that pays dividends and the dividends being paid to the PUA, it's buying paid up additions, paid up additional death benefit. Yep. So that death benefit is growing, right? So your cash value has to continue to grow and it's growing to meet that growing number. You can't and separate those two. You can't. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, UL tried. They tried to unbundle life insurance, whole life, with universal life, but you cannot unbundle whole life insurance. And, you know, what is wrong with that? If you think about the death benefit, right, you're right. altruistic. You know, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Absolutely. And, and uh, everything that you accumulate and don't give away spend or use is going to be left to someone else right vanity of vanity why not leave it to the people you love or the things that you love and care about you know if you don't have i don't know how many times uh, james don't have any beneficiaries i don't need a death benefit okay you don't give any money to anybody or any any institution or belief or cause or and maybe they don't yeah well Who's going to get all the stuff that, you know, all the cars or machines or whatever you've accumulated and don't give away? Who's going to get that? Leave it to them. Right. You know what I mean? It's the idea that the death benefit should be discounted is erroneous and it should be eliminated from the infinite banking conversation, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. You know, just for me as a man being comforted to know that 
you know, if something happens, well, you know, the woman I love most is going to be, you know, she, she's going to have, it's going to be hard, but. Well, and for me as the wife to know, like, if something were to happen, then, you know, you're still protecting me, like, even when you're gone. You know, that's. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, that's. I'll make you cry when you, if you start, yeah. Yeah, what kind of love is, you know, just wrapped up in that, yeah, you know? beyond words, isn't it? It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And then when you think about how, how, you know, how precious is life, some, you know, you can't replace a spouse. You can't replace a loved yeah. one. Are no. you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You can't no. replace, you can't replace that. Oh my goodness. This past weekend, we met a woman whose husband passed away unexpectedly early and he had a life insurance policy and it set her up for financial freedom. Mm. And, you know, she talked about, you know, it's the worst lottery to win, but I mean, she yeah. was experiencing that. You know her husband protecting her that aspect you know so even just hearing her story this past weekend made it even more valuable for me this conversation you know about the death benefit just seeing someone's story and actually you know thinking because you know being younger you know and it's not something i want to think about anyways sure. you know. nobody does right yeah but um yeah it's it's important there's yeah. only one way out <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and even if the Lord takes you up, if you're one of those lucky ones, you're, you're still going to be. They're going to. They're going to declare you. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> and there's still the whole thing of well, what you know, you're going to be leaving something behind. Uh, you know, if you think about that, yeah. you know, the altruistic. Just think of churches were embracing this instead oh, of uh, you know term. And get out of debt, which we all should be out of debt. No question. We sure. should not be in debt uh, where you're servant to the lender. You should control that banking function. Um, but if the churches or any foundation, any any and every group that has insurable interest, right, if they'd embrace this idea, if you look gener generationally over the life of a church, oh, you know, gosh, just yeah. two or three generations, the preacher, the pastor, the evangelist, you know, the the bishop, whatever the construct is, right? right. Mm -hmm. If they were insured, there's an insurable interest there because if the church loses him, they've got to replace him. There's That's an right. insurable interest there. That's right. And there's somewhat of an insurable interest on all the board members, the elders. That's right. You know, all of those. And they're not permanent. They rotate. That's right. Right. Once policy's enforced, it's permanent. That's right. I mean, so just with, and it doesn't have to be you don't have to put as much money into premium as it maybe cost to buy a bus or right. fund missions. I'm just saying systematic, you know, conservative, but consistent premium payment on these lives that are changed and these lives that are changed. I mean, the roles that change, right? So yeah. every insuring everybody's life on the board. The board changes, insuring their lives, the ones that are insurable. And the, the church owns that. Right, and so then you can write max modified endowment contracts because they're a tax exempt entity. Wow. And what difference would that make? How many churches are beholden to the third party lender? Oh man, there's a whole cottage industry that sells bonds Rampant. and loans monies to churches. Don't and I Jay, mean you're you're talking powerful stuff. Like you're talking about world changing stuff there, James. It is. I mean, it could be. It could be. Right. Um. And that has crossed my mind, like the power of the infinite banking concept if the church grabs it. Yeah. Wow. See, the, the church is full of people. You know, that's the problem. Right? And some of those people are financial gurus. Right, 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 right. And yeah. they're, you know, teaching people how to eat beans and rice. Yeah. Or they're teaching people how to invest in the stock market in their 401ks or IRAs because they're investment advisors or whatever. And, and this whole thing that's out there in the world you know that oh, the love of money is the root of all evil yeah. it is a big well yeah. i won't no no go ahead it, it's it's no, it's no. it's a lie guys it's a lie okay it, 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 it the the idea that you can't be a a god loving people loving god serving human and be wealthy yeah that's just a, that's lie. a lie that is an absolute lie right. and um the the best who doesn't want a benevolent, wealthy person to be around. Yeah, I mean that's the type of person that blesses everyone they come into contact with. Yeah, you know, it's almost like capitalism. If you practice capitalism, you can't help but make other people wealthy 
that you don't even know and had no intentions of helping. Absolutely. You know, it's a benefit, right? It's just, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an affect. It's you know? one It's one of our favorite things, actually, is just to be generous, just random generosity, yeah. no reason, just for the simple fact that we can because we've accumulated capital. Right. I love that. And God loves you, and right. we see it, and we know it. And we're going to make it a little bit more real in your life today. Yeah. But, you know, to go back to your point that if churches and nonprofits. Anywhere there's an insurable interest, it should be taken advantage of, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Right. I'm, I'm actually actively thinking, how can I create more insurable interest? Yeah, right. Am I? I just, I am. No, I am. I'm thinking, I, 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 I want part of my wealth building plan is to get as much of these policies as possible. I want to cram as much premium as I can possibly fit into the equation. Yeah. Because it only gets better over time. It just yeah. only gets better. I love it. Yeah, I, you I know, um, I mean, I'm, I'm creating, now I'm thinking more. And when you, when you also are wanting to find insurable interest, you're actually more generous. It like promotes generosity. Go figure. Um, I, I, because of the infinite banking concept, I'm considering business partnerships. Or now, they're, I'm not advocating go just join partners, you know, but someone that you trust, right? <laughs> if it's a legitimate if business, it's a legitimate right. business. You know, I've got some real estate stuff that I'm doing. And I'm considering um, heavily bringing on someone that is, uh, you know, a friend that I do trust. Um, but creating more, you know, giving him, you know, I'm going to give up more profit. To bless him, but I'm also creating a partnership, which gives me insurable interest. Huh? Hmm. You mean the whole thing? Like if I, I actually give some, I'm actually having like. If you're looking at it right, oh yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of mutual benefit there. Yeah. So and the insurance companies, you know, they scrutinize all that. But if it's a legitimate business, it's a legitimate business. Absolutely. And if it's a key person or whatever that insurable interest is, I mean, it's legitimate. There's an yep. opportunity there. Absolutely. You know, Nelson had lots of policies. I say lots. He had policies on different business owners. And, you know, uh, everybody graduates. Well, what if uh, Nelson graduated before some of those business partners? That policy's private property. Right? He gets huh. to transfer the ownership to his people. Like, huh. The business could be defunct, and it could have been successful before it went defunct. Maybe it's not defunct. Maybe it's still in business. But once the policy is enforced, it's enforced, and the insurable interest must exist at the time the policy is created. That's right? cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. There's a there is an awful lot there. Um, yeah, it's a lot of opportunity. The uh, frontier is broad, right? So there's yeah. a lot of work to do. Yeah, I really like that whole church idea. Yeah. I do too. I know a lot of pastors and preachers, and talk to a lot of them. Have a lot of them as clients and evangelists, and you know they get pushback from the congregation. Really? Yeah, because uh, you know uh, uh, an elder, or, you know, might be a financial guru in the in the community. Oh, you know they might be a stockbroker, whatever the it's. They get pushback, you know. But yeah, well, you know, that. That's can be overcome. That's, that's unfortunate. That's yeah. unfortunate. You know. I mean, but they can read. They right? can read. So they, they can all read. have an opportunity. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. They have to rethink their thinking. So, do you have any other notes there that you want to cover? Oh my gosh, I, I have a lot of points that I was going to make. I mean, here, um, I've been talking on it, giving you the opportunity. Well, I've been talking, and I haven't even shared the floor with my amazing wife. Oh, I've been jumping in when I. You, you had, know, yeah. I mean, you have. I mean, this is. Um, this has been your journey. Yeah, just some of the other, the other points, you know, like. Uh, just thinking about savings, right? So those that are just, they're like, no, I'm storing capital. And they're st they're sticking in a savings account, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got savings accounts. They have their place. But I'm talking about your main spot where you're going to, like, store wealth. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not knocking 401ks. I'm not knocking that kind of stuff. But when I think about, when I go back to that goal, if my goal was a million, mm -hmm. you know, it, when I do a 401k or I do any other type of vehicle besides this, the IBC policy, it's a maybe I get there. No, oh, yeah. It's a maybe. It's just a maybe. It's like, a, okay, how much did you put in? Well, yeah. you know, how well, did, you know, okay, well, you maybe you get there over time. Just mm -hmm. maybe. And hopefully, you know, hopefully nothing bad happened to you on the 30 years that it took you to get there, or if not more. 
Um, whereas the change the rules of right. the game in the middle yeah. of the game, right. right? Whereas the you know infinite banking policies, the life insurance, whole life, whole life. Yep. You know, to me, ensures that I get there. I that I'm actually gonna make my goal. Yeah, and it's gonna keep getting bigger. Yeah, you know I mean, what's you wrong should. with that? What's wrong with that? You know, if you can get everything that you put in out on a guaranteed basis, what's that worth? Right. And then if you can get yeah. more out than what you put in and have use of it right. throughout that same time period, why would you be afraid to put money in? Why would you be afraid to capitalize? I mean, it makes it makes no sense. And it's like well, I don't want to read a book or I don't want to learn or you're just, you know, selling insurance or whatever that, you yeah, know, I, thing that you're saying, repeating in your own mind is. It's like, if you set that aside for a moment mm-hmm. without a preconceived idea and just read what the words say, not right. what I say, what the words you say. Try to understand it. Yeah. Just try to, just try to understand yeah. it. Yeah. Just try it's like it's so not hard Enter, just entertain the idea of becoming your own banker where you're less of a victim to the interest this is a play on you know less of a victim of interest to other lenders exactly what if <laughs> what if what if a 92 page book would change or could change the way you think about money in a positive way mm-hmm. for you and your family for your own benefit for the benefit of your family mm-hmm. if that's a mere possibility right would it be worth three four hours of reading mm-hmm. just if nothing else to prove matt wrong yep yeah, yeah. Right. and i invite you you know come find me <laughs> right you it's know like, i'll have a conversation so. with you sorry yeah the worst that could happen you can't come to my house i'll meet you somewhere <laughs> i got lovely he's wife still protect very protective I'm still very yeah, protective double black belt yeah double black belt i don't know he's um, in the south he probably owns south the I, I own quite a few i believe in that a second amendment right uh, yeah i'm just saying it's like if if there was a solution would you want to know about it? Would you spend the money, take the time to vet it, discover it, to just kick the tires, just look? And it's like the worst thing that could happen is you wasted four hours and solidified your preconceived ideas. That's the worst that could happen. 100%. And, and can I just add what you said, yeah, Jess, sure. because that Absolutely. is so powerful. Um, when I was a firefighter, you know, we worked 24 hours on, we're all 48. Okay. Right. The, the, the shift in my mind was there was an, the illumination when I'm watching the guys at the fire hall. I love you. If you hear this, I love you. But you guys waste a lot of time. Ooh. You waste a lot of time playing video games, watching movies, what? and entertainment. Sounds like he's calling y'all out. I am. I love you. <laughs> Come talk to me. Um, I was one of them for a while. You know, but it just felt like I, I'm not getting that time back. No. That's the thing that the most valuable thing is my time. Yeah, yeah. I, when I spend it, I don't get it back. Right. Um, and it was it became apparent to me that what I spend my time on is what I'm getting. What I spend my time on is what I'm gonna get. Yeah. And so, I decided to choose to read, to learn, to grow. I decided to choose that. What What if I chose that and I didn't play that video game? I didn't watch that movie. You know, just. Say you're not going to read one movie and then pick up this book. Damn, I'm going to delete all the game apps on my phone now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the result of that has been him being able to leave the fire hall and me being able to leave my job and work for him. I mean, wow. the, I mean I'm mean, i eternally grateful because when he was off and at home, I made him go to bed with me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as much as I could. But, yeah. I mean... The fact that he was, you know, the next day he would say, yeah, I was up to two or three in the morning reading the IRS tax code. And, you know, I'm like, what? But I'm so thankful because of, again, just the freedom now that, you know, we're still, you know, we're still having to grind, you know, certain areas. But the flexibility that we have in our schedule is, I mean. Yeah, we we decide that we're going to just, let's make a trip to Texas, go see James. 
Yeah, let's go do that. this. Let's go do that. You know, we don't we don't answer to we answer. I mean, it's to each other to each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'll go figure. I mean, and you guys can create that kind of life for yourself. I'm telling you, it's there. Yeah. But if you're not willing to read, you're stuck. <laughs> if you're not willing to grow, you're yeah, you're stuck. And that's just the truth, because you are your choices. If you don't learn how to make better choices. I like what Jim Rohn says. You know, I I listened to him like traveling all over Texas back in the day and Oklahoma and Alabama, uh, Mississippi. You know, it's like wearing these tapes out. right, Jim Rohn, you know, the little cassette tapes. I know I go way back. But – we all suffer from one of two pains, you know, the pain of regret or the pain of discipline. I mean, you got to suffer the pain. Might as well right. suffer the pain of discipline and be better. So, so true. You know, it's the pain's pain. You're not going to avoid it. Right. So, you know, you can put off a good financial decision. You can put off a good, a, a good decision of learning something. You can, you know. Go play the game. Go do something else and, and defer that. Right. You're deferring everything that's on the other side of that knowledge that could be really beneficial to you. Yep. And it's like, there's why? Stop it. You know, time is limited. Absolutely. You know, we're having birthdays as we talk. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, time's yeah. clicking along. Yeah. So, and there's plenty of time. There's just none to waste. Yeah. There, there isn't. There isn't. Jan and I, we say all the time that the, the – uh, the days are long, but the years are short. Mm-hmm. I find that to be true. Yeah. It is true. Yeah. The older you get, it seems like it's exponential. Mm-hmm. I know you listen, you got children, the ones of you who do, right? What's your youngest child's age? Pick a number, 15. How fast did that 15 years go? Mm. The next yeah. 15 is going to go faster. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and it's going to go anyway. The time's yeah. going to pass. You know, you can become closer to your goals of financial freedom or financial independence um, or not. Yep. 15 years are going to pass anyway. So, right. you know, I got to say, too, I have a lot of firefighters as clients. And I know he's not talking about you guys gaming all the time. Right. I'm sure y'all are studying and reading just like he did. I was right. such a nerd, dude. Say, <laughs> I had a buddy. He's like, Matt, what you doing? You, you, go, you going to go read? <laughs> Oh, you gonna no. go read tonight? You gonna hang out with? You gonna read? I'm like, nah, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go read. You know, um, and it, you know, they were feeling like I was rejecting them. Oh, you know, but at the same time, I was like, no, I love you guys, but I'm gonna do something different with my life. And I was, I was turning into an absolute nerd. I'd stay up till two a.m. reading IRS tax code, That's and a nerd. contract law. Who the heck does that? Right. I don't know. Somebody who wants to learn. I wanted to learn, and I knew that. And there's, somebody who wants to protect his family. That's what I'm saying. That shift for him was yeah. huge. Somebody that wants to protect their family. Yeah. So I didn't ask y'all, but can, do you have any more points too that you want to cover? It's uh, okay if you don't. I mean, I, so just the from a martial arts standpoint, I had a couple of just cool little yeah. thought process. I do jujitsu. You know, Gracie jujitsu. You know, Muay Thai, Kali, yeah. Eskrima. I'm a martial arts nerd too, and I am. am not bad I'm not bad okay um, what does that I, mean you're not I, bad I, if I told you I was you know if, if I told you I wasn't good you'd know I was lying kind of thing okay I got so it so that's kind of like you know, I've I kind of quoted Bruce Lee double black belt I you think know yeah karate and, Filipino you know. Q show Filipino martial arts I love it yeah. um, coming back to the point of superior positioning yeah. so for all you jujitsu guys out there um, you know I, I studied Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, the authentic version, you know, modeled myself after Hicks and Gracie. He was my favorite. I don't know if you've looked at any Jiu-Jitsu. You know, I'm familiar with those names and I've watched a lot through Jake. So, Uh, yeah, so so Hickson is considered one of, he's like a legend, one of the best. Um, I'm, you know, would model myself after him. Similar body type structure, but um, if you study Jiu-Jitsu, it's a fantastic art, but the, the principle, the foundational principle is Position before submission, mm. and the the reason that you don't go for a submission or you don't go to you know to try to get an armbar or Americana or a Kimura or a, a 
submission and not be in a dominant position. So you, the first thing you want to do is get to a dominant position and then try to execute a, a technique or a submission. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying all that to say to create the, the framework for the idea of positioning. And I'm just using martial arts as a, as a way to kind of create a visual. You know, there's a mounted position, there's back mount, there's side mount. Um, there's the guard, which is, some people argue that it's neutral. Some people argue that it's dominant, but it slightly depends on the skill, right? But the mount, the back mount, the side mount, those are dominant positions where you can finish the fight very effectively. And so when I think about this from an economic standpoint, the banker position is a superior position and so on your journey in this fight if you think about it that way which it helps me to think about position 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 okay become a banker become a banker become a banker well that means I need to accumulate capital accumulate capital think like a banker think like a banker accumulate capital and you'll find that you start to okay I'm feeling the strength that I'm building. I'm fi- I'm starting to feel this. All that discipline has results. Ah, yeah, yeah, you know, and if you're feeling weak economically, if you if you're feeling weak financially, build strength. Exercise, build strength. What does that look like? Generate capital, find something of value of worth to do. Generate capital and then accumulate it. And that to me, that in economically speaking, financially speaking, that's a lot like, um, you know, if you feel weak, like you can't fight, get some skills, <laughs> learn something, train, discipline, grow. And so I'm not trying to lecture anyone. I'm just saying that's kind of how I think. And so if you're a martial artist out there, this is no different. The principles transcend the martial mm-hmm. arts world into the economic world. Absolutely. Um, you know, get strong. Okay, what, are, what does that look like to mm-hmm. become your own banker? Would you say that would say get capital? Yeah, no, I love that. I love that completely. The discipline, you gotta, I, you know, I convey it in a way that, like, you know, everything that we do to earn an income, right, is, you know, comes from our experience, our strength, our wisdom, our discipline, you know, in doing it, providing goods and services or, you know, even... I don't subscribe to the place where an employee is a uh, a low person on the totem pole. Absolutely. I mean, the I mean, they're, we're all exchanging our God-given abilities and talents and time for an income, right? Absolutely. Whatever it is that Absolutely. we're doing. And part of that income must be set aside for future obligations, desires, needs, yeah. I mean, that's the, in my mind, the foundation of capitalism, right? You can't take advantage of an opportunity without capital. And you're either going to have the capital or you're going to pay for the access to the capital that someone else has. Someone else who did the discipline. Someone else. That's who, right. Someone else who. They did it. They did it. They accumulated. They they formulated the capital, right? They accrued it. And now it's available at a cost. Yep. And control. Yeah. Yep. Right, they control that. And so, you know, the, all of the things we can't control, we can control what we put in our mouth, what we put in our mind, what we read, who we hang around with. That's right. That's right. You know, what we learn, what we spend our time doing. That's right. And so if you control all that for your own benefit, and part of that is education financially, you know, and then, okay, then how do you can accumulate capital and there's no better way that I know of right and then as you accumulate capital then you can take over perform the banking function Mm -hmm. and then you're absolutely in a superior position across the financial landscape absolutely right if 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 I have enough capital that I control and that I own by guaranteed contract and it's structured in a mutual structure mm-hmm. that I benefit, the company benefits, the beneficiaries benefit, the business partners benefit because I have capital and I can do the deal with them. That's right. Right. And then society benefits. Right. We built an apartment complex. Yeah. 
it, you know, a hospital, yeah. whatever it is. Right. And then it's like, then it's it's like the noise fades, all of the noise, the the financial environment, rates, loans, stock markets, real estate markets, whatever. That all fades away, and then I can just focus then on my actions, my God-given abilities and talents. Mm-hmm. And there's just no better way that I'm aware of yeah. to do it. Uh, you know, outside of the infinite banking concept, there's none. If if I don't have to know anything about economics other than there's two fundamental equations to an income to a business or a family. Right. There's expenses and income. You either have to lower your expenses and or increase your income. You either increase your income or lower your expenses or you do both. That's it. That's it. And then to have the discipline to set that money aside for a future unknown, whatever. You mentioned savings accounts earlier. Everybody has a savings account. Yep. Most of the time, 90% of the time, it's nothing but a sinking fund method. It's a temporary place to hold money that I'm going to spend later. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not long-term savings. It's mm-hmm. not long-term accumulation of capital. Nope. Mm-hmm. It's a short-term holding place for a short-term need. Right? And so if you add the time element to that like I'm always going to need capital so I just put this uh, activity on a longer time horizon maybe I can only put away pennies or dollars I mean it doesn't have to be a great big premium right but I can do that consistently over time and it's extremely powerful then it it and it does all of these benevolent things, right? But it also strengthens my discipline. If you've, you know, if you've earned two black belts, if you've earned a black belt, you understand discipline, you understand the result of the pain, you're not afraid of going through the pain because you know it's on the other side. That's right. I mean, yeah. all of those things matter. And it's part of becoming your own banker. Every bit of the, what we're talking about. And you can't see that on a life insurance illustration. No, right. None of that. You know, it's like (laughs) you can't get that from a great presentation or even a great conversation. You know, I mean, it's like you got to do it. You got to you got to whatever it takes. Go make it happen. It's legal, moral, ethical and whatever. But it's worth it. I I think often uh, and I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush, but the people who don't want to invest in their knowledge they don't want to invest in their health you know they don't want to whether for whatever reason right fear you know i'm not smart enough i don't want to show up at the gym because i don't look as good as you look in a in a workout uniform right i don't want to show i'm the old guy i'm the young guy i'm the female i'm the male whatever whatever right is between my ears that prevents me from doing that it's like man that it's if you understand the benefit of this activity, whether it's working out or building capital, then you're less fearful of doing it. Right. You know, and, and it's and it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. It does. So it takes courage and it again does. making that first step and realizing that, oh, I made this step and I didn't fall down. Right. It didn't kill me. Right. <laughs> you know it, 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 it didn't kill me. Oh, I I just threw a huge chunk of premium in there. Oh, you know what? I'm still eating. I still have food on the table. Right. I still, my bills still got paid. Yeah. So it's almost it's it's almost uncanny when you like. Yeah. This is this is very interesting. Even even, you know, wherever you're at in your wealth journey, um, you know, if you operate from a, an abundant mindset or if you operate from a scarcity mindset, you know, it's just making that choice to like I'm going to dump in some whether some premium here. It's not going to kill you. I promise you. I promise you. You'll find a way if you want to do it. You know, it's the exact same thing as if I'm going to accumulate a lot of debt from zero. Right? I have no debt. Right. All right. And I, you know, just I'm going to use credit cards because I have to. You know, you have to have a credit card today to travel or fly or do whatever. And so, oh, well, it'll help my credit score if I have a small balance, but I have consistent payments. So I'm going to go buy something. I wanted it anyway, and I'm going to enjoy it. And then I'm making the payments and it's not hurting me. And then so I buy something else. You know, the debt accumulates rarely suddenly. It's over time it accumulates. 
Absolutely. Right. And so I anesthetize myself, you know, every time the monthly payment, the debt service goes from 50 to 100 to 250 to 1,000 or whatever. And then all of a sudden I've got 16 or 17 lines of credit, credit cards, open accounts, and I'm struggling to make those. Right. And then all of the bad things that we knew were associated with accumulating a bunch of debt. I'm going to have a poor credit score. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to have late payments. I'm going to have high interest rates. And we knew we were aware of these things before we started. Yeah. But we do it anyway. You know, and it's like, okay, well, maybe I can't pay $10,000 in premium a year. Well, maybe you can. Maybe you can pay ten, but you should be paying 100000 Right. Maybe you're paying a hundred thousand, but you should be paying a million. It works the other way, and I get the big numbers. Everybody wants to see the big numbers. It's not about the numbers. It's, it's really not. Yeah. And so maybe I can save a hundred dollars a month. Well, that, and you should save money. And then after you save a certain amount of money, you should be buying life insurance, in my opinion, right? Yep. But you got to start where you're at. And then it's like, okay, just like when you started paying a premium, you know, it was fearful, it was painful, you worked through it, you did everything, you were going to make it happen, you made the commitment, yeah. uh, you committed to making it happen, including the discipline that was going to mow lawns if you had to. Oh, and, yeah. I'm, and that's, <laughs> you'll do what you want to do. I'm just That's a fact. You'll do what you want to do if you, you know. Anyway, and little old Morgan wasn't over there praying for God to bring him new lawns to mow, were you? <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but you're willing to do that. And so then, and here, and, and just in y'all's case, a year later, you know, here you're, you're going to put two more policies in existence while you're here. Yeah. In a year. You went from yeah. whatever you were thinking to whatever you're thinking now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And it's like, and it, and it took all of that thinking and all of that research and all of that praying and all of that talking and yeah. all of that vetting, you know, going through different people, going watching different things. Um, oh my gosh! And I'll bet you, I'm not even a gambling man, but I'll bet you, and I don't know what numbers y'all are talking about, and, and I don't want to. I'm just saying that um, I know they're legitimate and they're going to be good, but I bet you, you're still not going to be done. Y'all are young. You know, your oh, income gosh, is going to no. go up in the future. Oh, your, your premiums are going to go up in the future, too. Right. Yeah. Right. But you didn't start there. Right. And I had to start where I was at. Exactly. And, um, you know, and I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and I've seen a lot. I mean, there's a, you know. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're wanting to learn, you'll you'll spend your time trying to learn. Um, but, you know, I was a little bit intimidated. Like, oh, man, become your banker. I'm thinking big numbers like, you know. And so I was, I was like, well, I, you know, okay, my my five hundred dollars a month, you know, it may, it, for, to me it, it felt like a lot. It was a you know a lot of money, a risk. But I'm gonna tell you that that premium landed on solid ground. I'm gonna tell you that it did, and um, I'm back, you know, back for more. And I, this is not a paid. Like I mean, this is I mean we're volunteering I mean I'm, I'm they spent their own money traveling like, I bought my own plane tickets I bought you know I it, this is hey you, you, I didn't even know there was an Airbnb in Alvarado Texas <laughs> <laughs> there is a good one there's a good one yeah. yeah yeah we got the Texas experience you got the take pictures of me feeding some Longhorns oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um. But so. no, we're not done. I mean, one of my favorite illustrations in the book, and this can be edited out later if it needs to be, but <laughs> one of my favorite illustrations in the book is an illustration of insuring your kids. You yeah. know, when you, oh, yeah. that baby's 15 days old, isn't it 15 days? Yeah, it depends 15? on the company, 14 or 15 okay. days. Yeah, yeah. Um, putting in two $2,000 a year. A year. A year. A year. For what is it, 22 years? Yeah, in that 22 years in that illustration. Yeah. And then... That's in that particular illustration. That's it. Two thousand dollars a year for twenty-two years, and then, you know, by the time their retirement age is, I mean, I mean, they're at least a million dollars, if I remember correctly. It's you know, they're millionaire. I mean, that's really exciting that we can we know that that we can give that to our kids. If you carried a ten thousand dollar balance on your credit cards, paying twenty-seven percent interest. Yeah. You know, I love that. Yeah. 22 years at $2,000 a month. Now, and that was a grandchild. So, grandma and grandpa was doing that, and the parents are doing that, too. Oh, wait, there's oh, wait. two sets of parent or grandparents huh. on that on that child, right? So, there's mom and dad. So, mom and dad had to cough up the money, mm-hmm. two grand a year. Right. 
their mom and dad, his mom and dad coughed up the money, and then her mom and dad, the grandparents coughed up the money. Yeah. Wow. On that child. I mean, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's that's powerful when you think about, oh, yeah, the grandparents have insurable interest in their grandchild. That's mm-hmm. one. Or the, and they could do it each. You're saying each individually. Grandpa. Yeah, there's limits. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was, I was, I was so, saying, wow, that's a lot of policies. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. look, life and in, in there. You know, I'm just saying, life insurance is heavily regulated. Right? Oh, banking is too. No wonder yeah. the life insurance companies don't like the term banking. Right. Right. And who oh, wants yeah. Uncle Guido? You know, trying to come around and pilfage your company all yeah. the time. That's what they do to companies with money. Life insurance Where, wherever wealth is accumulated, someone will try to steal it. Yeah, Uncle uh-huh. Guido. Right, that's a first labor-saving device. Right, theft. Right, hmm. it, but I'm I'm just yeah. It, the time's going to pass anyway. Right. It, yeah, it's going to pass anyway. And let me speaking of time passing away. I mean, Morgan, how does it feel when? I do my daily thing and I log into my 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 account and you see how much cash value is sitting in there. What does that feel like for you? Oh, I mean, it's I feel very secure. You know, I feel yeah, secure, um, excited, hopeful, inspired. Yeah. You know, I'm inspired to get my own policy <laughs> so right. I can log on and see my own numbers. You know, <laughs> what took you so long? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of like, oh, let's see if this works. Yep, it works. Now we're in. Yeah. Um, but you know, for those that like, oh, I want to have an emergency fund. Yep. You should have one. You should have one. Yeah. And I like the idea of having a policy specifically to be your emergency fund policy. Yeah. Um, What's wrong with that? What's like, wrong with that? If I accumulate money for the emergency fund or whatever, a lot of people sometimes I do it. Sometimes think uh, compartmentally, you know, like I got a policy for taxes, I got a policy for this, and a policy for that. Yep. Whatever, it's all between my ears, right? <clears throat> but, you know, you create a pile of capital at the bank for emergency, you know, rainy day fund or operating capital for a time period, whatever it is. But, you know, once you hit that limit and that number, it's almost like a sleep number. Everybody has one. It's different and subject to change. Yep. You know, my wife might want to see 20000 in the bank, and I might be okay with five or vice versa. Right. Well, and that could be great until something comes along and it's like, oh, my gosh, that's not enough. i got to have a lot more. It's mm-hmm. happened in my life a couple yep. of times. Yep. But once you get past that number and that comfort level, you know it's there. It's a brick-and-mortar bank. They have a drive-through window. You can walk in there. There's tellers. You can withdraw it or whatever. It's like, then where are you going to pile up the capital for the longer term, right? And then when you have capital, it doesn't take long to accumulate capital at $500 a month. It, it, doesn't. it doesn't. It doesn't. You'd have it, no. depending on your emergency fund needs, you know, it would maybe a year. Two years tops. Yeah. And speaking of, I got really sick last year. And so knowing that there was money set aside, and yeah. it's like, you know, whatever anxiety that was wrapped up in whatever I was going through, being able to afford doctor's visits, whatever tests I needed, that wasn't a part of the equation. Yeah. That's huge. It, preach. <laughs> yeah, there's a missed life, right? Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I, I again I can't think of any more solid ground financially than life insurance and just life insurance in general, okay? And then you're gonna have a supercharged, super high engineered, you know, info banking. Yeah, mm. life insurance. Oh my, it's worth looking. I, it's worth finding out about. You know, yeah. To me, I yeah. Mean, it's like, and if you want to find out, it's becoming your own banker. Yeah. Right. Oh, and you don't have to go to that thick book, by the way. That one. You know, <laughs> Building your warehouse of wealth. Yeah. Nelson's second book. Then he has a six and a half hour mm-hmm. DVD and digitally accessible presentation where Nelson Nash, Nelson Nash himself is um, giving a presentation. And, and then there, there's some other books, but it's like how privatized banking really works. In my opinion, those three books, that video series lays the proper foundation for anyone wanting to vet this idea. And as a matter of fact, if you haven't read these books, in my opinion, and watched Nelson, you can't speak intelligently about the infinite banking concept. Just my opinion. Go buy the books and watch the series and tell me I'm wrong. You know, but if you don't do that, I don't care if you tell me I'm wrong. You know, tell me I'm wrong after you do that. Right. I agree 100 percent. Right. Thank you. 
All right, listen, we've gone a long time. Is wow. there, are there any other points? Yeah, other the point. Economic positioning. If you have the banking function, you control the banking function. Again, that is so key. Whatever asset you go buy in that position only gets better. Mm. Your financial situation only gets better. Let's say if you finance the asset that you're purchasing. Uh-huh. That's a fun. That'd be a fun conversation. You're talking about financing it yourself, yourself, from your policy loan, right? Exactly from a policy loan. If yeah. you're like, no, I'm the banker, and I'm purchasing yeah. an asset with my own loan from my own policy. Yeah, and you start doing. There's some. Amazing- it's a it's a paradigm shift. No question in position, the financial position. The lender has a position and will always have the position of strength. That's right. Always. That's right. Period. So, just you know, don't make a loan repayment. Let her you know, repo something and then we'll talk about power <laughs> positions, right? That's right. I mean, the third party lender, it's 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 amazing to me that uh, we don't really think through the we're not taught about banking. We don't think about banking. We don't think about the banking function and just fundamental personal finance. We don't learn about it in school. We don't learn about it with NBAs or CFAs. The banking function is not part of the curriculum and it's the most important thing that we can do financially that's right it's like it's a wonder you wonder why that every life insurance agent doesn't know this you wonder why every life insurance company doesn't know this why every home office person doesn't already know this you know why doesn't Wall? I, I believe there are people on Wall Street that absolutely know this, and this is what they do, not what they sell. Yeah. But I mean, it just it just makes one wonder. It makes me wonder why did it take me fourteen years in the life insurance business, you know, to discover anything about the banking function? Yeah. It's uh, a conspiracy theorist. No. Student of history. Yes. It. <laughs> You gotta wonder. It makes me wonder. It still makes me wonder today. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. I know. I we, I can talk. Well, I love having those conversations. How much well, control do you have? Yeah. How much control do you think you have? You think you have, and right. who really has control of your wealth when it's oh. sitting in a four hundred one k? Oh. Do you really control the wealth equation? Everybody else is doing it, man. Ah, gosh. It's do you so really easy. control? Do you think? Go try to get your money out. Ah. And go buy anything that you want to buy with it. Yeah. Can't buy life insurance. You can't buy jewelry. You can't buy like all. There's all kinds of rules. Yeah. There's all kinds of anyway. And you didn't make them. They might not. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't make them. I just. I, I'm just a reader, James. I just read. Just read. I just read. Practice is discipline. Just read and. So it's important what you read. And then try mm-hmm. to act on what you read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. But again, it's awesome. Uh, Listen, I can't believe that. Uh, this is a long time. Perfect. We need two episodes. Yeah, I still got a lot more. We can talk all day. I love it. Might have to do one on a different channel or something to, you know, go down the rabbit hole. I'm I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. Anything else? Did we miss anything, Morgan? Anything to add? She's got a lot. and She's just sitting on, I can tell. But, uh, no, thank you, James. Appreciate you. Thanks for having us. Um, again, anyone listening, you know, bless you. Love you guys. So, you know, we try to be be honest and tell you tell you our story, you know. I think I, I thank you very much. Thank you both. I appreciate y'all. And um, I think there's a lot here. You know, I mean, I always think back, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Here I've read the book. You had to go see Nelson to really get exposed to it. Um you have traveled across the country or wherever. And, you know, he's a hard worker. And I think when I met him, he was about 71 or 2. And he was doing 40, 45 <laughs> presentations a year. Had working harder than most 40-year-old men, right? Yeah. So that was the opportunity that you had to go. You couldn't find him on YouTube yeah. or anywhere. Wow. And then today, you know, you type in infinite banking or becoming your own banker and, you know, 800,000 video clips come up or whatever. Rarely do you see real people Mm -hmm. share, willing to share, and and that actually share their experience. I think what I appreciate y'all coming and making the time to come and share, I think it's invaluable. To me, it would be, I wish I would have had, 
you know, the ability to hear somebody besides a, you know, a, a life insurance recruiter or anyone else. You right. Know, just real. Just want to yeah. hear from real people. And Nelson was real people, and that was the only opportunity he had. So yeah. I think it's a big deal yeah. what y'all do. So I'm very appreciative, and I'm sure well, the listeners are too. Thanks for having us. Um, again, Bill, else, anybody else? All right. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content.